tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. Johnson. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Yeah! Spinny Saturday, David Bowie. Welcome to the Blacklist After Buzz After Show with a little uh, David Bowie. Spinny Saturday means Major Tom. Ground Major control Tom. to Major Tom. See what we did there? We have Major and Tom. Yes. Major Tom. Major. Well, last week was also Major Tom, but yes. that was Peter Schilling, the German version. Exactly. Or, or as you like to say, the Schmurdity Schmurdity version. That's right. <laughs> that's, that's my German. I could listen to this all day. Me this too. is one of my faves. It's a good one. Of all time. Major Tom. <laughs> yes. Nando, uh, I'm joined as always by Nando Blasquez. Yes, that is me. <laughs> Thank you for the point, too. Thank you for uh, those of you watching us live or um, on YouTube later. And I'm also joined by the lovely Julie Carey. Hello. Hi. Gentlemen. Hello. Uh, I'm Joe Hi. Braswell. Um, shortly, we will have um, Joe Sanfilippo. My man, Joe San, on the phone. Who is... Uh, He's got plenty to say about this episode. drunk again. Uh, no, yeah, he's 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 uh he's calling in from a secure location, secret location, <laughs> undisclosed location, from an undisclosed location. He's in Germany, folks. He he's, went to the source. He's, he's he on went a super secret take, taker. Uh, that's yeah, he's, <laughs> the Red Reddington uh, super black site, and he's on, I believe. Flippo, are we on? Are we doing this thing? Well, are we in there? Yes, yeah, we're, we're, we are. We're, on. Uh, we're joined by Joe Flippo, and and Joe, you are uh, calling us from a secure location, right? Oh, in, in the bunker, man. In the yes, bunker. good, good. So uh, we have this episode, the major number ninety four. Is that? Did I get that right? No, seventy five. Boy, you're off. Close. That was close. You're close. Really, I think a little bit. Never down ninety four. This, uh, this you lost in price and rights rules, even. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the major yeah. episode. This is this is an interesting episode. This is a bit of a of almost like a sort of a bottle episode, right? You know, we have the old. The old episodes, like they used to do, like in you know the seventies and eighties, it felt like a bottle episode where where most of the most of the scenes were in one location, in and location. there was a lot of flashbacks. A lot, a lot of flashbacks. Remember the time when we went after those bad guys, like and, Saved by the Bell, and like like Screech was hurt or something, and they'd be like, "Yeah, remember back remember back when Screech or Community? If you ever watched Community, they had an yes. awesome bottle episode. They, they had a lot of fake flashbacks, but yes. it was still an awesome. I love it. Yeah. So I mean, do you, you know, describe what a bottle episode actually means? I thought he just did. Is that is, we just did a bottle episode a lot of back in the day to save money? What they would what uh, what shows would do in a long season? Sometimes it, it, mainly in sitcoms, they would have a location, they would have a premise where you stayed on the on one set, like like just one room, and everyone's just pretty much hanging out and like trapped for whatever reason. And they just in like, a coma. Remember that in a hospital time? Or... Yeah, in a hospital or whatever. And they're like, remember that time when we did this? And all of a sudden, they would just do a little flashback, and it would just be a, an episode, really just recalling past episodes with this really lame minor plot in the middle of it. Right. So, yeah. In uh, one unlike this episode. This episode had more stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, that didn't happen for sure this time. This episode had no. a lot of that bottle episode with the with the whole Lizzie King interview, but sure. there was also the Germany <laughs> stuff. I, you know, I didn't think that they can get away with that. You know, it's, it's, it's such a blatant, you know, trick that, 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 that they use. It's such a blatant device. I didn't think you'd be able to get... You, get um, 
they'll, they'll be able to do that in a primetime hit show. And they did it. But I will say they kind of pulled it off. I feel like that they got enough. Uh, I mean, I think so. We, we have all different on this. But they, they, yeah. got enough, they got enough plot elements in there because we still got to see Tom in Germany doing whatever he's doing. Yeah. We still got to see uh, Red kind of doing what he's doing, you know, and he's still doing some Red stuff. Then we got a lot of, a lot of uh, reveals and secrets revealed and plot plot exposition, like in one, one cool monologue, one one cool Red uh, speech, we got all kinds of plot and and reveals. A lot of good stuff. Including a prediction made by this, the one Joe Braswell uh, back in season one where I said, I believe that Red that Tom is working for Red, and I was right. I got, I got one. I, got one <laughs> I don't right. remember. We don't I believe do I have that. Played, Brad. Do you remember Get, it? I don't, but I'm going to believe him. Okay. Go to the tape. Check the tape. <laughs> it's true. Uh, Flippo, what do you think of this episode? You still there? I actually like this episode. I, I like the way that they did this. I thought it actually worked. And I had, you know, I was, I was, I was thinking like the reason why they would go about they would go about it this way is they needed to catch everybody up again. I mean, there's so much that's gone on. Sure. You know, and, and, and they probably picked up quite a few people after the Super Bowl. There's, there's probably a bunch of people watching the show that had no idea what went on season one. And, you know, so many episodes on in each season. There's no way you can sit down and binge watch this without losing your mind. So I think that, that you know, I think it's actually pretty smart. They went, went ahead and broke it all out. Like, this is, this is the show you're watching, in case you didn't know, and just thought it was cool, which is great. We're happy you're here. But here it is. Yeah, thought, and then remind everybody what's what, and then oh, by the way, I hired Tom and uh, and used the Right. <laughs> uh, I, I thought it was I thought it was effective. I thought there were some wonky moments um, within the bottle, which you know, Julie and I were having our moments with our with, with one particular I actress. Have, I may have thrown who, down who may, my pad of paper remain, once or twice. Well, remain, come on, someone has got to loop that one line that Lizzie says. I suck. Wow. Wow. I wow. suck. I am sure there's a meme there. There's a there's a lot to memes. Let me get my disclaimer out here. Please send your memes to Julia, Joe, and myself. Let me let me get this let me get this disclaimer out here right now. I said it. Let me get this uh, disclaimer. We love the blacklist. I love the blacklist. I know we're we're, we're hard on the blacklist sometimes, but we, we're hard on it because we love it. Yes, we we love don't. It. We're not. We're not just faceless shills for the blacklist. <laughs> when, when stuff is when stuff's bad, we're going to call it out. Um, we're obviously doing the show, spending a lot of our time doing the sh- doing the after show, an additional hour after we saw an hour. So we love. So we like the show. Um, there's some things that we you know don't like. We're going to call them out. One of those things is the lovely. Um, Megan Boone, who I think is 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 great a lot of times, and a lot of times mm-hmm. not so great. And I think that Julie and I, um, and sometimes Flippo and never Nando have some problems with her. I never, but <laughs> I, I have less problems than you guys. So, with some it. problems with her, and then, yeah. and then and one of those problems today when she gave her speech about you know how how bad of a profiler she is, and that 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 didn't really work for me. Flippo, did you did you buy that that that, that thing? You know, we obviously know what we're talking about—the big Lizzie moment, the judge, her big no, speech. I don't know. I. I spent the whole time distrusting the judge. I didn't pay attention to her. I thought the judge was digging too much. Sure. It smells mm. funny. Well, you don't think that she just gave it all up so easily? Like <laughs> She it, gave it up, though. She didn't even have to try. Uncomfortable. She, but she asked the question, like, what does this have to do? And then she just spills it. Well, let me tell you. It's Red well, Reddington. Let, let's let start me from tell the beginning. you all about it. <laughs> yeah, let's start from the top. Let, let's, yeah. let, let's really work through it, judge. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it was just way too much. I mean, I I kind of felt like uh, is the judge part of you know the adversary? Like sure. like he was just asking for way too much information. Well, sure. Either him to... or the stenographer. 
I thought there had to be more somewhere and we just didn't get it in this episode. I'm yeah. hoping that there's something because it was all just too easy. Yeah. I do like that they're, you know, that they found this plot point, the one specific plot point to, uh, of the, of the, the murder, you know, and, uh, and they're sort of, you know, stringing this all out, stringing this out to, uh, get maybe Tom and Lizzie and Red back together. I think it's a really good job of the writing writers to figure out how to get Tom back in there because Tom is curating is is through the roof and he tests really high and everybody loves Tom. They're hashtagging they're hashtagging Tom. The promo, God, NBC promo is really promo department is really on this one. Yeah, the blacklister is Tom Keen. I love that. Like, all right, <laughs> <laughs> we, we get it. <laughs> Tom Keen, no, but um. Yeah, yeah, I think. Um, and they hashtagged it too. They already hashtagged yeah, it. Tom is back. Where is Tom? It was, and and hashtag Tom King. Yeah. Hashtag they Tom hashtagged King. It right in the middle of that. So yeah. you know, we we, we love the love. promo department was working during the episode. That oh, one yes. whole montage with all the bad guys and everything. Well, that's, that's they that's were a, working in there too. The only other thing, once I'll say bad, and then we'll move on, is uh, the one montage in the middle did not work for me. The the, the one that was set to music, it felt like straight out of Rocky Four. You know, like when Rocky, like you know, Rocky Four is like one big music video. It's yeah, like, it's like five montages. In a fight, we like, need a montage. <laughs> He's like working on chopping wood, bro. Yeah, like, you know, the whole thing like that—that that felt like a, just an old school '80s action movie montage <laughs> dropped in the middle of well, that. Well, you need that to the guitars yeah. and stuff, and explosions uh, are happening. Yeah. Or the South, the South Park friends. song. You yeah. just need to—you just need to put the South Park song on top of that montage. whole section. A montage, like Joe. America, yeah, yeah, Team America. Were you, were you awake for that, Joe? That montage? Were you, were you, were you uh, <laughs> snapping your fingers and bobbing your head? There were like fifteen montages. There were. <laughs> we, there were. There was one in the middle that was like set to music with like explosions happening. Yeah. And it was like time to the music. The it solid was, gold flash dancers made a cameo in the background, right. I think. You know it was what it reminded really, me of? What? I'm so sorry. This might be obscure. Yeah. But that uh, Forrest Gump moment where Lieutenant Dan, all his ancestors are dying oh, yeah. in the okay. field and they're all yes. Lieutenant Dan. That's, that's what it seemed oh, like to that's me. That's pretty. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> other than so, that, let's talk about let's, let's talk about the episode itself because it's some good a lot, lot of good stuff did happen. Uh, uh, first, we, we we opened up with a with a uh, origin story. We got we got the origin of Tom Keene. Like we saw the origin of Tom Keene. We saw uh, you know a young Jacob, a young Jacob Phelps, Jacob Phelps mm-hmm. you know getting uh, doing his thing and getting scooped up by uh, the, the the major. Now you know he's yeah. just awesome. Lance yeah, Henderson. Lance Henderson. Right. And, and, and we're like, we, we bought all that, right? That was, that, that was really cool. Yeah. Like, you know, we like Lance and, and, uh, it's good to see, you know, where Tom comes from. And I like this whole idea of this guy who recruits assets for, at an early age and then just completely trains them up to go deep cover mm-hmm. for presumably for the highest bidder or what. I mean, this is, this is where I'm not quite clear yet on yet. The major, because he's not working for an organization, he's not working for a country, he's not working for the CIA. He's another person, like so many blacklisters this season, he's another person who provides a service yeah. to right. criminal organizations. Deep cover agents, I got him. I yeah, love the I got idea. a whole. Like, well, that, that are so molded and so susceptible. Right. Yeah. And uh, you can make him do whatever you want. Yeah, it is kind of creepy though because he gets them as, as teenagers like or young it. kids. Is there like a mansion full of like kids in there? Like like the like like, like the uh, like the Xavier Mansion Xavier or next cool. one? Yeah, yeah, like the X Men. Like the X Men is a mansion full of kids, yeah. like pickpocketing and like shooting guns and, and doing whatever they're doing. Or, or was it uh, Kingsman? Yeah, like the Kingsman. Or the Kingsman. Uh, what did you think of that opening sequence, Joe? 
Uh, Doug, I like the idea. It was, it was actually kind of nice to see an old school black, uh, uh, what's it called, Cadillac limousine too. I yeah. enjoyed and, that. And they even because um, it was 1994, they even had the old school New York license plate from that era. Yes. They, they had to ban. They yeah, had to stop that, was great, that one. wasn't it? Yeah, they had to stop producing that one because the Statue of Liberty was considered a national monument and couldn't right. be on a New York license plate. But I like the fact that they even had that. Although I thought that was, a, I, like I, I thought it was a Washington DC. I thought it was a, D, a Washington DC license plate. No, it was a New York license. plate. All right, plate. dude, don't. don't don't. I'm not messing with you. I'm a New Yorker. Okay. I got this. All right. All right. Then back me up, you okay. too. All right. <laughs> Someone back me up. Uh, no, we should do the rest of the podcast with a New York accent. <laughs> that was a really bad New York. Um, I, don't, I don't have a New York accent. So that was cool. We got that, that. That was a good. Uh, <laughs> that was a good open. Uh, and then we get to this other person who is. We, we were. We kept like racking our brain trying to figure out my girl's title. She is the assistant. Uh, no, she's the assistant attorney general. Is what she is, okay, and that is, and and it's hard because they're both like the two black folks, or the it's the deputy and the assistant. He's the deputy director. I know you confuse both of them. I know he's you confuse the, the black folks. I get it. He's going to say I try to do that often. We all look like it's it's a deputy director <laughs> and the it. assistant uh, attorney general. Yeah, right. That's that. Uh, in real life, both it's Harry Lennox and her last name is Lennox, so they're not related. <laughs> IX and OX. Anyway, so they're in the they're always in the dark room. So they're in the dark room, they're having a conversation, and um, we we find out that you know with, with, with Lizzie, we get this find out that there's going to be a grand jury, uh, it may be a grand jury indictment coming down, a grand jury hearing mm-hmm. uh, into this case because of Wilcox, because of what, because of old Wilcox, because of Wilcox, Columbo, Mr. Columbo, which we like, yeah, <laughs> He's, you know, just, hey, you know what. <laughs> Like a Colombo, and he's eating the sandwich and he got the papers. <laughs> like, well, you can't get to get to the metal detector without a sandwich in your hand. Like, you know what he's got going on? Yeah, the shoveled papers, but it's okay. It's, I like them. I like them too. I like them like a lot. I, I, I like them too. Like I, I, you mentioned on the podcast, uh, the one that wasn't here, you talked about. He's like, yeah, they have that Colombo type. Where, the Colombo type, where he's or, just, or or my other one, uh, the taking a Pelham one two three. It's an old movie, but yes. it's really awesome. I think yes. that was Peter Falk. Also, I can't remember who the, the cop yes. was in that one, but it's very similar. Travolta and Denzel. That was a remake. Not the whole. <laughs> Please, I hate. It. I yes. stood up in the theater. I yelled at that remake. Yeah. I hated it so much. Um, All right. That's, and so, anywho, so they, they they have to figure out what to do. And then Harry makes this um, declaration that he is not going to go down. What, what does he say? What's his line? Because he's the, not going to commit perjury to, to to Lizzie to protect to protect. Yeah, to, to protect, protect Lizzie to protect her. He said that in front of. Well, we, you know, last week he had that whole big moment, like he was only got weeks to live, and the most important thing is to protect his. I'll uh, do anything to protect my people. Yeah, and now here this he week is. He's like, I'm not going to protect you. <laughs> I'm not going to protect you. Yeah, but which which we did see later on, he actually did protect. Well, him. yeah, it looks like he was just putting up a show for uh, for the assistant well, attorney general. Maybe job is sort of feeling him out and to right. see how much information information she had given the judge. Yeah. No, was he? No, was he putting up a show? Do you think? Or, or? I think he. I think he just didn't want. I think. I think. He, I think he turned in the moment. Like in the moment when it came. When it, mm. when it came down to it, he's like, absolutely, I'm on her side. But I don't. I, don't think, I think he, he knew. couldn't admit it in front of the attorney general. Right. You know, I think if anything, he wanted Lizzie to still come out with the truth. But he, I don't think his intention ever was to not commit perjury to protect. He was going to protect Lizzie no matter what. But. Right. Obviously, uh, depending on who else is in the room, he can't tell everybody. He, you know, this but is his secret. He doesn't know the truth, right? He doesn't know the truth. No, I don't. No, he didn't know the truth. I think Lizzie told him. Uh, no, the one who knows is wrestler. Yeah, on the task right. force. Correct? Yeah, exactly. But the bottom line is, he's like whatever Lizzie said. Yeah, is, is the truth. Yeah. Um, so well, you know, when, when the whole th- when this is all over, though, they still have to work together. So he wants he wants to keep himself on the moral high ground too. Right. You know, I mean, absolutely. You, you, don't, you don't want to come out and tell the people that work for you. Listen, I'll do whatever I have to do to. It's all good. 
It's true. Yeah. We also can't lose her because she's the only the only thing tying uh, Red to, red the, task to the task force. Mm-hmm. So he needs to be on her side and he needs her to stay afloat. Right. I think what, what they did with this episode as well is in addition to sort of catching everyone up, using it as a device to catch new viewers up, they they, they tied a lot of loose ends because there was a lot of stuff floating out there that always kind of nagged at us all the time that we would always go, especially Julie and I, we'd be like, what? How come? And the first thing they addressed, well, they addressed a lot of things. The first, the, uh, the assistant attorney general uh, addressed the fact that only 41 people know about the blacklist, about, about the task force, mm-hmm. that the task force is super insular and secret, which is mm-hmm. why, probably why Wrestler and Keener on every 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 uh, bus by themselves, or why there's not a ton of backup anywhere because it is a very super secret. You know, the task task force is the task force. So I kind of sure. bought that. And okay. forty one people know that's got to get to number. We know why. Then Lizzie in this with, with the judge, uh, he asked the question which we all ask every day: How is a thirty year old, uh, eighteen months on the force? Uh, FBI agent in charge with the, the 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 biggest task force in the super secret top secret t- task force ever, and she kind of did a good job explaining that. But at least they brought it to the light of the viewers that like, yeah, we know she's only thirty. Yeah, we know she's been here eighteen but months. But this is the show. Let's make one thing clear though, because we do get comments on this, and we got a comment on it. I think as recently as last week, you know, she has experience. She has law enforcement yes. uh, uh, enforcement experience before the eighteen months as a profiler. It's just that we as don't a profiler. as a profiler her inexperience for to be on the task force and we do make fun of her inexperience a lot but she is experienced up to a certain point fair enough the character is at least so but we do we do mesh on that a lot but we do understand what you're saying yeah so, yeah well but, but but that's good they, but they of course it's it's something because they addressed it like they yeah, brought they it out it. it's one of the things they brought mm-hmm. out like hey we know you're asking about this here's that they also brought um made clear as to like the 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 question, like, do, is, what is the significance of the blacklist? The numbers? Is there an actual list? All those questions. It's almost like they had a bunch of viewer questions, and they just got an- had the judge answer them all. You know, yeah. like, about so, this totally, list. Totally. It, you know, right. so the judge was the chat room host. He yeah. goes, oh, from <laughs> from <laughs> Joe K. Braswell, ninety four. But they didn't really answer it. Well, they didn't answer it, but it's yeah. like it's, it felt like that. You know, all these things that maybe are nagging. Like he, on the legal pad, he probably had all those written down. He's like, what's this? But so I. But I did like well, that. I like, I like that as a device to be able to answer, to at least at least bring these things up. Didn't answer them, but at least brought well, them all the up. That's the thing, right? I agree with you. It, it, as, as a device, it works because at least the, the writers have come out and said, like, listen, we, we got this. It's all going to make sense. We promise we are aware of all the things that seem goofy and silly. We're aware of it. It's part of the plan. Right. Well, I think, again, you know, with all the information that we've been seeing, I mean, there have been some episodes where we have to pause the, the we have to pause in the middle of the show and we look at each other like, okay, what exactly is happening right now? Right. And we even ask ourselves this. So I think in a way it's like this is the writer's way of saying this is all the important information that we want you to remember for what's coming next. Yes. What was kind of cool, though, since we're addressing this whole the issue of the actual blacklist itself, mm-hmm. was that this is the first time that we knew the blacklister before we knew he was on the blacklist. Right. So now we could see Red, knowing Red. So now we know Red. We know the blacklister and we know the task force. And now we could see how he sort of manipulates them together to suit his needs. Here's what I want to know. and I'm, yes. That makes sense, that makes right? Sense, yeah. Here's what I want to know. And I'm, I'm going to leave this. We, we should make a game out of this for next week. Okay. I want to know what number you guys think Tom Keene is on the blacklist. Oh. And we'll, we'll, well think, I think about it. We'll see that for predictions. Where do you want? Do we know? Someone said. Someone said already? So- uh, yeah. I don't think so. Number seven, Four, maybe. Seven? Somebody, yes. said, somebody posted that already? Uh, yeah. Then it must uh, be a Janice spoiler. Klein. Janice Why Klein are gonna, says... Were you going to oh, pick seven, there it goes. There, No, I didn't know. Yes. Oh, God. Yeah. 
Really? Why? Oh my goodness! Stop fighting, you guys! Really. Oh man! Inside the honeymoon's here. over, people. Yeah. Those of you who really care about it's us, regular, regular those of you who think this is an act between uh, Nando and Julia before the mics were hot tonight, they were they were really going at it about <laughs> something or other. Really, really being about a, predictions again. Really being mad with each other, and then, then then they have to act like they like each other. But they really, you guys really <laughs> like each other, right? I love Nando. I love stop, stop, Julia. <laughs> All right, you love each other. <laughs> Um, <laughs> can I say one? Yes, I say one whatever more you want, football. Sure. I think it's also really interesting to have an outsider perspective, like a kind of dictating a whole episode. Like you really got to see the task force in a different light because you're not in the action. You're not. You're not. You're not. Uh, you're not in the mix there with Red and, and, and the task force. Here's what we got to do right now. We don't have a choice. You're really feeling that outside presence of the judge, kind of putting a microscope on it. And it really does not paint red in a very uh, in a very flattering light. And right. I, you know, I, I wonder if that's a direction the show is interested in kind of exploring for a little bit. Does that make any sense? Well, when has he ever been in a flattering light as far as the government is concerned? No, no, but I mean as viewers. Uh, we, we always watch, we always like have a good time because it's red. You, you know, we, we kind of accept that it's for the greater good. And we kind of decide, I think, collectively to forget that he's got a personal agenda he's pursuing. But when you have the judge looking into this whole thing and laying it all out on the table step by step, it really does paint a different picture. Well, yeah, and it's also kind of back to what we were talking about earlier about, you know, the, that, that we, what you're saying about this outsider perspective. He's calling out these, these things. If you, if you say it out loud, it does sound kind of ridiculous. He's like, let me get this straight. You know, you, your, your, your husband was a spy and then this guy comes and gets you and you're 30 and there's this blacklist that no one knows about. Like what? Like, and we, it's and the almost, number four, the number four guy on the most wanted list is dictating who and where and when the task force goes after. Yeah. I could have sworn he was about to say FBI WTF. Right. I, mean, I could have sworn he was going <laughs> to say that. But, that, but it's all, it's all, almost Lizzie almost said like, you know, well, if you say it like that, it does sound kind of ridiculous. But I mean, she's like, but yes, it's true. You know? I must. I must suck. <laughs> <laughs> What's the line to uh, huh? what was the, the, what was the line to the, the world or what the, she says in the middle? Oh, oh, oh let God. me think. Yeah, you let me phrase down. this right. The entire world. Yes, that was, that was the hot I line. must suck. Hotline. Sorry. Yes. Well, <laughs> okay, so well, not enough of that. So, um. Yeah, I mean, it's a good device and it does give us the outsider perspective, but I think that it, you know, it sort of addresses all these things for people, especially for people who just sort of came onto the show and they're like, so let me get this straight. Like, this is all happening. And yeah, it is all happening. And they show you the clips and it was, mm-hmm. it works. So we, we're, we're, we're in on that. Um, I want to get to Tom a little bit because we still get to go back and see Tom in action. And I, and I gotta say, I was a little hard on, um, Tom saying like, yeah, I don't really care about Tom, but you know, I'm kind of warming up to Tom. You know, it's like, funny. They, they show those dreamy eyes enough. It's funny seeing, uh, seeing all those flashbacks from season one yeah. with Tom. Yeah. Just reminds me of when I didn't really care about the character. Old J. Crew Tom with yeah, the glasses. Yeah. Old the library back, back in the days when <laughs> Sam Flipper was busting our ears with the Dawson Creek theme. Yes. Uh, <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> oh, and Flip Boy really thought about you when they said Xanatacos. Yes, you should. Yeah, I, really, I really missed you tonight when they when yeah. they brought up Xanatacos. But uh, yeah, he's war- he's warming up. To- I mean, obviously, he's a character now that we actually want him to come back. So as opposed to last wow. last season when I was like, we need a break from him. Yeah. So at the beginning of last season, at least. Speak it's, for it yourself. Is, it is. Well, to me, it's interesting. <laughs> I mean, I, I do want to know more about you know to- you know deep cover neo Nazi Tom going after the neo Nazis and what capacity and how well, deep. 
I like this idea of the major in that he conditions them in such a way that um, even though that he sort of went off book and got emotionally involved, he reverted immediately back to give me another job. And that's what these these kids do that that are under the spell of the major. Give me another job so I can re-immerse myself into something else. And that's what he has done 100%. Even neo Nazi Tom is kind of hot. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, you I'm not know. condoning neo Nazis, but he's kind of <laughs> hot. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Is that funny? Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is funny. <laughs> I'm glad you're. I'm, vo- sure I'm glad you're a registered voter. Yeah. I really am glad. Who will agree with a lot of ladies out there who's going to agree with me? Hey, man, I'm, 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 I'm not condoning neo Nazism either. But <laughs> Nazi Tom, I'm, I'm more up to the guy. I'm, I'm, I'm a heterosexual awesome. African American. I wasn't really into Nazism, but you know what? Uh, yeah, exactly. After seeing Tom as a heterosexual uh, African American man, yeah, maybe maybe I'll give him a listen. Maybe they maybe they have something I can agree not with. Not a neo-Nazi is not yeah. my thing, but you know, anyway. Dude's kind of hot. Okay. Oh uh, yeah. So and it, you can find uh, Julia Carroll at no, right? No, I'm really, so I'm really, yeah, really, I'm, I do like to see what's going on with with, with uh, Tom and that side story, and that is that is interesting to me. And yeah. um, you know, it looks like we're going to be able to you know bring Tom and Lizzie back together, and, and you know, and, and hopefully my prediction will come through of a wrestler and him fighting, and they're working together, blah blah blah. Anyway, so. Um, so we saw that, and then so so um, Red comes up with a sort of elaborate scheme to to get to the major. He says we have to go kidnap the the guy from the UN mm-hmm. who Malaysian we, deputy ambassador, I believe, who Red like knows that. is a, also another deep cover sleeper agent dude. And that guy's old. Yeah, he, that guy's he, super. I was afraid when he was running out in the snowy street. I was afraid yeah. he was going to kill himself before they abducted <laughs> he, him. He's, he's an gonna, old dude. So they, they they got him, and that was a cool scene. Yeah, I will say every scene with with Red is just. I, they don't get old. Yeah, all the red, all, all you know, all the James Spader, uh, Red Reddington stuff does not get old. He when he walks up and he puts his hat down and all, everything he does. I, I love mm. this guy. So anyway, <laughs> I really do. I, I, love, I love Red. So uh, we we get that. We get him to uh, you know to give up the major. You know, in, in his ways of saying like he'll out him and and, and and you know ask him, are they still taking out the tongues first? Yeah, when they does a the cartel that. take the tongue out? Right? So that was cool. Uh, so ultimately, he does get to. To um, the major, which was also another cool confrontation. When it's like uh, they, they again seem like old friends, but but adversaries, which is almost every relationship with everyone mm. is almost like we're friends, but we're kind of we're frenemies. It's like a mutual respect, right? It's like red you travel in the same circles, right? He's always there, but he didn't have a really frenemies. He <laughs> he didn't have a he didn't have a, a quippy uh, anecdote about. Uh, the major though he didn't he like major last time I saw you it was in the umbrella it was in the you know he, he usually has something to say about everyone about almost almost everyone you know he has something to say about them but it was all business with the major it felt like there was no well there's a little bit of urgency attached to the major sure. because he needs to get Tom because yes. he needs to help Lizzie yeah so yes. let's I agree. cut right to the chase mm-hmm. right um and so and 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 they did and they had that exchange about you know where we found out everything we basically got all our info. You know, it's like, you know, I hired you. <laughs> I mean, that made some serious exposition there. Oh. Like, in, in like, throw, we had to rewind it. Like, and now. We, it was just like, matter of factly said, I felt like considering everything we've seen in the episode was like flashbacks. It was, it was something that said, wait a second, we just heard right. something major. Yeah, exactly. Major. No, no pun intended. No, no pun intended. But like, yeah, we're kind of glossing yeah. over a little bit. It's like, oh, this is a flashback episode. Then, then they start dropping, j- dropping dimes. Like, yeah. Dropping, One big fat scene. Yeah. It's like, well, you know that I hired Tom and, and now, but, but Berlin, played him double and then I'm like, I'm like wait what 
Yeah. So, so let's get this let's, straight. Let's, let's, so, let's unpack okay, it so right now. So I hired him on your recommendations. Mm-hmm. You sold me an asset, then allowed him to turn when Berlin offered twice as much. So that's sort of the basics of it, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And also the little tidbit that he was that's perfect, a hell of a but sen- became emotionally sentence, involved. By the way. Hell of a sentence. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so, yeah. So uh, you sold me an asset. So he goes to the major. He's like, I, I need to uh, keep an eye on Lizzie Keene because we don't know why yet. Because because X, uh, she's of interest to him. Well, we Who figure the fulcrum. Well, no, there's more you to it than so. that. Because oh, okay. Dembe came, you know, Dembe had a lot to say. Dembe got oh. Red's face. Dembe got my man's face and was like, you need to tell her. You know? I was like, yeah. Now, the Dem- voice of reason, Dembe. And I, and I like the way they use Dembe in that way, too, because he says so little. I feel like that's the most he's ever spoken. Oh, in without it. a doubt. Yeah. But but that, that made it that much more impactful. Like, he doesn't say a word, but when he does speak, he's telling Red, look, you need to tell her. Because mm-hmm. who knows, every, you know. Uh, he knows everything. Dembe knows everything. I mean, Dembe, you Dembe's know, has been there since the beginning. Except for well, you know, our, our boy Mr. Gray, who was uh, or was it was it Mr. Gray, um, Charles, what's his name from Breaking Bad, who was our guest in our first episode of season one. Oh, yes, yes he was initially the, you know, his his sidekick for like three episodes. Yes, and then he got and then he then he got off. Yes, but uh, so Dembe's been there, you know, but still since day one, and his his closest confidant. So when Dembe, so we can presume that if anyone knows everything, he knows where all the bodies are buried. Literally, it's Dembe. So for Dembe to speak up and say you need to tell her, and for him to say, you know, I, I don't think I can do that. So don't think about it. Do it. I yeah. thought the scene was going to end there, and he's like, no, no, don't think about it. Just do it. Yeah, it wasn't just tellers like suck it up, Red. Right. <laughs> You yep. have to tell her. I don't care how uncomfortable it is. I was like, ooh, Dimbe's in his face. Yeah. I don't know. Um, re- the Joe Flippo, any thoughts on that whole, like, reveal Tom being hired, you know, a bad asset being sold, Dimbe, what you got? I, I'm a little screwed up on it. I'm not going to lie to you. Because <laughs> if he hired Tom why would you hire someone to, to marry your daughter? Ah, I'm all screwed up right well, now. Well, stop with the daughter. That's not... Like, that's, yeah, like, they're not, they're not but, related. Stop but, it. Oh, wait, my God. Wait, but, really? But, this guy. But let's say... Why would he... Wait, why would he... I, I'm stuck because it's his daughter. Get out of here. That, that was my Joe Sam flip limitation. That was really good. Yeah. Okay. That was on point. <laughs> but let's not... You know what? Let's not eliminate the fact that Lizzie, for the first time, even said at one point, I thought he was my father. That was another lead we're bearing. That was also that was a big. That cool was another throwaway too. line. That was a cool moment because she, she we just thought she was playing stupid for the longest time, but here she was finally admitting that she kind of was was leading well, I that mean, way at herself. At the end of season one, she point blank asked him, "Are right. you my father?" Well, I guess that's true. But 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 also like it's also this acknowledgement to the fans who you know and to the to the silly people like Nando and Joe Flippo who just <laughs> won't <laughs> let it yes. die about uh, about uh, Raven being a father. It, that like, they threw it out there as almost like a. It, it, it almost like to diminish it more, like you know, yeah, I thought he was my father at one point, but you know, he's not. It felt like it was kind of a throwaway. It could be a red herring. Could be like a to throw us off the scent more, but uh, I don't know. All right, can we think about this just a little bit? Because sure. I I really have no idea, so I need help. So if Red hired Tom through the major to in to to ingratiate himself into Lizzie's life, to marry her, to be her husband. I mean, if if his ultimate goal is always to protect her, I mean, things got really hairy and really violent yeah. and 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 really bloody between the two of them. Sure. So, 
so so what's happening? <laughs> Somebody help me. I don't know. I mean, I, the, it, it, this is. I haven't had time to really like ingest it all and really work it through. So yeah. I'm, I'm asking for some help right now. I don't know. I mean, Flippo, you're the one who's convinced that they're they're uh, father daughter. Well, that's the thing, right? If, if you hire someone to protect a, a person in your life, you, you don't hire someone to emotionally manipulate, and therefore, uh, you know, so you know, it's a terrible way to put. But you, you, you know, I'm not going to say it that way. Never mind. But you don't, you don't, you don't hire someone to to, to completely devastate someone's psyche like that. That's horrible. Because we know, yeah. And, and, and I, Go ahead. You're essentially you're, you're. I mean, can you imagine to your daughter? Or to someone close to you, whatever. Like I'm, I'm gonna put this person in your life that's a fraud. The whole thing's a fake. I mean, if you flip it and you and you, and you make Tom a woman and Lizzie a man, it, it seems a lot. I, I don't. Know, it seems a lot clearer. To well, me. Let, you know, it, it, it's 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 a total recall. It's uh, you know, it, it's total recall. Awesome. Yeah. Let, let me let me just add to that two things. I mean, and I'm just throwing this out there as devil's advocate. I mean, arranged marriages happen in the old world right. so it's not it, it's not completely unheard of for someone to set two people We're up get you a nice italian girl We're get you a nice guy. and then the second thing is you know she he's not necessarily that we don't know exactly why he hired tom but my guess is tom was originally there to protect elizabeth king yeah. he was there to protect her so in that sense yeah obviously when lizzie finds out the truth if if he listens to demby if, if red listens to demby and tells her everything she's going to you know, pout and get pissed off and say, I don't trust you or like you again, you know, for an episode or two. But at the same time, I could see that very well being a reason that he wanted to have somebody close to her to protect her. So was, was Tom becoming emotionally involved, which was not part of the, his, his job breakdown <laughs> to begin with? Was that what sort of set off alarms? Is that why Red himself, who hired Tom in the first place, right. started to say, Hey, look at your husband. Hey, look at your husband. Right. Hey, or more importantly, well, that in or more importantly, you know, why Red, yeah, maybe why Red felt like he had to insert himself in the situation because because Tom, you know, Tom, Tom was compromised. Because Tom was compromised. That's so why he, maybe that's why he surrendered. Like I need, I need to see Lizzie Keene. He had to insert himself in the situation. But again, why not have Tom killed? I don't so know. So was Tom emotionally involved, which he wasn't supposed to be, or was he working for Berlin, or was it both? Both. I don't or, know. Like, no, and, 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 yeah, we don't know. And, and presumably. The major has debriefed Tom, and Tom says I was emotionally involved because how would the major know that that Tom was emotionally involved? And and Red confirmed it like, oh yeah, we know he he got emotional. Like none of that's really confirmed. But more importantly, what's bothering me, what's still bothering me a lot, is I get that this episode I think they did a great job of sort of tying all these loose ends up and you know and sewing this thing together. I don't think this was the plan from day one. I think that they got it got they got to a certain point and now they're writing their way out of it, which it happens all the time in these shows, and that's great. They did a good job of writing the way out of, out of some of, their, of these these corners. I'm still bothered by the one scene uh, back in season one with Tom and Red on the bench. I was going to say I want to rewatch that scene. Don't rewatch now. it now. I want to rewatch it to see exactly. They, how that is they really didn't they really seem to not know each other well no I mean Tom ended up knowing him but they didn't seem to to have see, met well, each other before but Tom seemed to know who he was well, is it possible is it possible that, that Tom would not know who hired him is it possible that it all yeah that's possible that's it's like true. a double blind situation right? yeah Okay, that's, that's, that's entirely possible, possible. But right? Didn't we sort of figure out that he knew who Red was? He knew who Red was. Yeah, he did. But so he what never. What was all the pretense for? No one else was listening. No one well, else was yeah, there. Exactly. But maybe Red didn't think Tom knew who he was, so Red was playing it up. I don't know. 
I gotta that's why that. we gotta rewatch it. That's the best that's way. That's, 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 that's why that's really bothered me. That was a while ago. Um, but last, but last but not least, uh, we want to talk about our boy Columbo. Um, <laughs> that you know he's still hot on the case. He's found the he's found the, the casing, the smoking gun. He, he's, he, literally, he's matched it to Lizzie's um, weapon, and now uh, you know both Lizzie and um, Harold have perjured themselves mm-hmm. to, in front of this suspect judge. Who I think the only way he gets out of this is the judge is bad and. Because like they literally that perjury is perjury. That's bad news. Yeah. So you know Tom Keen can't come and fix perjury. You know. So I don't know what's going to happen unless Red's going to have Tom Keen kill the judge. I don't know how this is going to work. But uh, how do you see this playing out, Joe? I, I don't trust the judge. I want to be perfectly clear about this. I don't trust the judge. Sure. And I don't trust the stenographer because now there's way too much information in the judgment. That's stenographer. The stenographer. In a weird way. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I like the way she said vending machine. <laughs> I didn't like, either. What, didn't trust actually, the <laughs> what do you know? I don't know, but go ahead. I'm not a, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a judge. Clearly, uh, but why is this not clearly? Right. Okay. I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense to me. If this is supposed to be like closed thing and it's super double secret, national security. I'm a judge. You can trust me. And this stenographer who makes thirteen dollars an hour, just the two of us. We're the only one. Well, I mean, I don't even know if this whole judge witness thing is legal that's happening right now. Yeah, I, I felt like Lizzie. Thing? I felt I like Lizzie. Lizzie like really opened up way too easily uh, as far as no everything. Yeah, whatsoever. Like no prodding at all. She gave away more. Inf- there were times when the judge was like, "I want to take a break," and she's like, "No, no, I don't. I want to keep telling you stuff. I want to keep right. telling yeah. you more and more stuff." And it's like, wait a second. It yeah. was. I have a. I have a CI, a criminal informant. Who is it? I can't tell you. Who is it? It's Red Reddington. Yeah. Right. Let me tell you. <laughs> Beans. Like red, the Red Reddington? Yeah, that's him. So let's talk about it. Let's talk let's about it. Let's get down to it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the I, whole I got shit to say. The whole thing about um, about the incursion, like he never asked her about that. She's just like, oh, let me give you some more personal information right. about uh, about what happened yeah. here. And then he's like, we're, we're kind of off track here. Yeah, we're, we're kind of off like track. No, no. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then, this is the best part. Anyway, yeah. so that's the episode. That that was that. Uh, you know, we we all we all liked it enough. Um, <laughs> we liked it enough. No, no, I thought we thought it was good. Episode. I liked it. Was good. Yes, I mean, even though it was well episode. <laughs> it was nice to see some old friends like the alchemist. Right. And yeah. And all those peeps. Miss mm-hmm. them. Yeah. We've got about uh, about 95 seconds. So I'm going to really quickly, I want to just give some shout outs to our, to our peeps real fast. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. With no drops. Uh, Rats T, thank you. Thanks for listening. Um, I appreciate it. I uh, appreciate all your comments. Nanando, talk to you. I address the other stuff as well. Uh, Slappy Pappy 1, Dave 555. Um, thanks for sticking with us, Dave. And sorry I'm not in the following. I saw you said Joe Braswell who, so forget you, Dave five one five five five. I'm kidding. Thanks for thanks for listening. Um, Rika, right? Uh, yeah, Rika, Tickle T Lady, of course. Um, don't forget Marima Tripoja. Tripoja, love her. Sam H, Alex K, holistic health and living. Miss Lean, of course. Fusion love stories. Janice Klein. Yep, Janice Klein. Hair Flyer. Sabrina Garrett. Mouse Dresden. Sam H, and one wild rice. And on iTunes, thank you to Wild Bill uh, 519, 0519, and Love Justified. Who agrees with you, Julia, for some reason? I have no idea why <gasps> they just said they agree with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. And they love Justified. Shout out to Caitlin K. real fast on the Twitter because um, she uh, she knows that Red is her dad, so bang, Caitlin K. Okay. <laughs> Stick together, you guys. Yes. Yeah, so right, if you course. want a shout out from There's Joe Sanfilippo, just agree with Joe. Right. Yes. Uh, so, really quick predictions. Anything? 
Oh, God. I actually really don't. I have a prediction that Tom's going to do some pull-ups. Okay. I'm going to enjoy that. <laughs> sure. He might. Um, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> I predict we haven't seen the end of the major. Okay. That we're going to get a little bit more info from him. And uh, I don't think the judge... Uh, something's going to happen. He's either he's either bad or he's going to die or both. Right. I don't know. But I'll, Tom's going to do some pull-ups, so that's really important. That, that's, that's important. I wasn't going to call on you. You're so you're conditioned to go first. Flippa, what do you got? I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> That's okay. Love the enthusiasm. Cool. Good talk. Uh, Nando? Yeah, uh, you know, I, I, where does it say that he's seven? I want to find out where he's seven. Cause I really want, I really think, uh, I guess he did. I don't know. I didn't look up the news and gossip. So I guess well, he, uh, this, this is, this is, Tom this King is, is from Janice. Now, you know, Janice says he's number Janice seven. Janice Klein says, I heard he will be blacklisted number seven. She That's heard pretty it. high up. Okay. Well, I'm surprised. Go take it up with Janice Klein. I don't know. Your prediction <laughs> or not? Uh, no, I guess I don't. I wanted to have fun with the game, but I guess, I guess it's out there as number seven, so I'm not gonna predict that. Alright. Okay. Keep my yeah. mouth closed. Oh, man. Okay. What about uh, you, Russ? Uh, well, I, I, my prediction is that, you know, uh, the, 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 the judge is dirty. Tom is there to, uh, clean up that whole mess. Tom will, I, I predict Tom will somehow now be part of the task force in some weird way. I don't know how Ooh. or what. Yeah, I can see I, that. I, I see that coming. Yeah. Well, they gotta work together to get Lizzie out of it. Yeah, they gotta get Tom in there somewhere. So. He'll they, do some pull-ups. Yeah, it'll be, pull-ups. it'll all be okay. Uh, that's all we got. Joe Flippo, uh, where can we find you, sir? You can find me on the Twitters at Joe Flippo, J-O-E-F-L-I-P-O, and my website is JoseFanFlippo.com. Cool. Julia. Oh, uh, Twitter and Instagram with my name, Julia. Carely. J-U-L-I-A-C-E-A-R-L-E-Y. Follow me, find me, be my friend. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Nando? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nandovel, N-A-N-D-O-V-E-L. You can also find me here at AfterBuzz for a bunch of other shows, including Bates Motel with uh, Joe and Joe. The following. Uh, the following by myself. Without Joe and Joe. Without Joe and Joe Julia. and Julia. Or Julia. Uh, Walking Dead and Scorpion and Survivor, which is a lot of fun this season. So, cool. and oh, you know what? Personal shout out. I'm running the LA Marathon this LA Sunday. LA Marathon yeah. this so, Sunday. Also, Nando's in People Magazine this week. And I'm in oh, People yeah. Magazine yes. this week. That's right. Look I'm, for Nando. If you see a photo of Maria Menounos on a spin cycle, I'm right behind her, we I gotta, guess, right? Yeah, yeah. I gotta see it. Look, look for Nando. Positioning there, Nando. <laughs> yeah, so you're like, yeah exactly. I'm like leaning in or so. I, I haven't seen the photo yet, so well, I don't see the photo. I don't want to approve it, but yes, I'm in People magazine yes. with Maria Menounos apparently. But uh but I'm running LA Marathon this Sunday, so if you follow me, I'm gonna oh. I'm gonna tweet and do some stuff and if you want you can also tweet at me. I'll have my phone on. Beers at juice. mile twenty one. Beers at mile twenty one. You guys are coming, right? It. Yes. You guys are all coming? We'll I'm, I'm, I'm running it. I'm bringing my mail next week. Yeah you're running it. I already uh, ran it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm running with your car. I'm running to mile twenty one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm Joe Braswell. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Joe K Braswell on Baseball Tell Nando. Not on the following sorry Dave one five 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 and that's all I got. Uh, thank you so much for listening and watching, and we'll see you next week. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 